The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about this month's MarTech news. Joining us is Juan Mendoza, who is the author of the MarTech Weekly, which is a weekly newsletter to help you navigate the marketing and technology industry with thousands of subscribers from the world's largest companies. TMW serves as our newsletter here is the MarTech Podcast. Yesterday, Juan and I talked about what the hell happened to the tech industry, and today we're going to continue our conversation talking about whether ChatGPT will take over the world. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly. Juan's world, Juan's world, (laughs) party time, excellent, woo, 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 Juan, my man. Hey, hey, Ben, how are you? You like my little takeover of Wayne's world there? I haven't watched that movie in a long, long time, but I do appreciate the reference. (laughs) Anybody under, I don't know, 30 years old, that was a really funny joke 20 years ago, I promise. Look, we need some sort of technology to take out all of my bad jokes. And fortunately, it looks like that technology might actually be here. We're starting to see an increased adoption in sort of this new wave of artificial intelligence. Somebody explained to me earlier this week that... We're in the third wave of AI. The first wave was if this, then that. And that led to artificial intelligence to become the world's chess champion. And the second was basically a big calculator. We can analyze big data and come up with themes. The third version of artificial intelligence is basically computers have brains. They're learning machines. And that's manifested itself in chat GPT. One, is Skynet coming? Is chat GPT going to take over the world? Do we need to pull the plug now? Tell me your thoughts on what's happening. I think that there is a bit of a Skynet moment, but it's a positive one, right? It's not the end of the world like a Terminator 2 and the apocalypse of the world. I think it's actually a really interesting, positive one. And we're in this really interesting AI, I would say perhaps a hype cycle in AI, where this new technology, particularly from OpenAI, which is obviously a nonprofit organization funded by all the world's tech billionaires like Elon Musk and Microsoft and all the others, that have started to bring some really interesting products into market over the past year. But ChatGPT has been, I would say, the bellwether or the technology mainstream force behind how AI is changing in the industry. I'm not sure if you've seen it and you've used it, Ben, but oh my goodness, it is powerful. The technology is so powerful that I think a lot of us are just scratching our heads to figure out what is this actually all about? 
And can I use this? I'll get into the details of what how it actually works and some of the interesting use cases in a minute. But I think right now it's a bit of a, hmm, we're not quite sure. We're a little bit uncomfortable, but we're not sure what's actually going to happen within the AI landscape with these new developments. I have played around with it. My first question is, how do I sell more MarTech sponsorships? And the answer was underwhelming. <laughs> and my second question was, why is Will Clark the best baseball player of all time? And I actually thought the answer was pretty good. It was basically like, that's a subjective decision, but here's why Will Clark was seen as one of the best baseball players of his era. It gave some stats and said that finding a best baseball player of all time is probably something subjective. Fine, learning computer. He's the greatest baseball player of all time, said every 40-year-old man in San Francisco. Well, it's fascinating, isn't it? Uh, let me break it down. If you've been living under a rock and you haven't actually tried it out, it's you can go on openai.com, search for GPT chat, and then you can sign in, create an account. And what it gives you is an open chat window, like you would see with Facebook Messenger or iMessage. And you can ask this AI tool, it's a large language application, and you can ask it a question around most things, not things that are sort of trending news because it's not access to the internet. It has been trained on millions and millions and millions of pieces of internet content. But you can ask it a question and it will give you a really good response. Now, there are so many different applications of this single chat window. It blows my mind, Ben. I mean, you just mentioned a couple. Can you give me a business strategy to grow my podcast? Or can you give me some reasons why this person's really influential and famous? But what's quite interesting is that it can also help you to learn how to code. So you can put in some code in your chat window and say, hey, can you explain how this works? And it will explain how it works. You can also ask it to write a poem for you and to create a beautiful poem. It can also ask you to write, like I did last year, a legal document. I wanted to write a podcast licensing agreement and I asked it to, hey, can you put it in these stipulations? Here's my business details. And then off it went and it created a legal document. And then I actually sent it to some lawyers and they said, yeah, this is actually checks out. There's only a few minor changes here. So it's this one chat window to solve the world's problems. That's the hype message behind ChatGPT. But let's not forget that there's also a number of other platforms out there from OpenAI and others that are doing similar things. So Dartly 2, which generates images based on your prompts. And I think in a previous episode, we played around a little bit with that. But again, that's getting better and better as well. There's also interesting AI from Facebook that is doing video content based on prompts as well. So actually produce video, things like landscape overviews, like drone videos, all created using AI. And then there are some fantastic little apps and startups that are doing profile pictures. So give us 10 photos of yourself for headshots, and then we'll create a whole suite of different professionally designed, by the looks of things, profile pictures for yourself. I did that. Whoa. We produced the Rebrand podcast. It's I Hear Everything's newest show. It's a brand marketing podcast. And we had a very standard looking podcast art and the host of this podcast said, can we do something a little bit more creative? You know, like the Joe Rogan podcast has the like uh, third eye drawing of Joe Rogan. And I was like, I could run your face through an artificial intelligent app. And we came up with this beautiful piece of podcast art. Anybody that wants to see it, go to rebrandpod.com or just search for rebrand podcast in your podcast app. And I've used it actually a couple times now to create my podcast art logo. It's fantastic. And it's really interesting, right? Like a lot of this technology is so innovative and it saves you so much time that all these things that we need to consider, 
one of the considerations is the ethics. I mean, you probably in that situation, Ben, would have hired a designer to do that work for you. I wrote an article through ChatGPT and I asked it to write it on the AI software industry and it actually gave me a good response. And I'm starting to hear stories of copywriters being refused work from their previous customers and asked to copy edit articles that have been created from ChatGPT. So, wow, okay, this is something that OpenAI has unleashed on the world. And there's all this interesting ideas and innovation, but also there's the ethical questions of, well, are we about to just do a bunch of mass layoffs for designers and copywriters as well? I think the tech is still a little bit too early, but it's an interesting question. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. There's the long-term play, and this is kind of the title of this episode, is artificial intelligence going to take over the world? And, and we could debate that till the cows come home. I will actually want to dig into something that you said, which is one chat box to answer everybody's questions. Last time I checked, that was called Google. So talk to me about the competitive landscape here and what do you think the impact of GPT chat is? That's a fantastic question. And I think that that's one of the more perhaps important angles, particularly for marketing and the SEO industry. <laughs> but I think search is always been owned by Google. They own 80 to 90% market share of all search, followed by closely by Microsoft being another big tech platform. And then there's a scattering of a small other like DuckDuckGo and others that are much smaller in the search industry, but it's always been owned by Google. But the way that Google search works is it's a ranking algorithm. It's not actually AI. It's not this pattern matching and this natural language formation that you get with ChatGPT. So what's fascinating to me is that there's this really interesting shift. And I'm seeing a lot of people, particularly in the tech industry, using ChatGPT to search for things or to get an answer for things instead of actually trying to battle with Google. I'm not sure if last time you checked, Ben, but when I search things for Google now, I get a full page almost of ads and then perhaps a few relevant articles. And so even Sergey Brin said this way back in 1998. He said that, look, 
aligning search products, like what they were working on back in the day. Sergey Brin's the CEO of the founder of Google. He said aligning advertising with search products will over time deprecate the quality of the search because of the interest from the advertisers. And you're starting to see that with Google search, a lot of frustration with the product because you're getting so many ads and it's so geared towards monetization through advertising. So there's a really interesting quote here, Paul Buchit, hopefully I say his name right, Buchit. He was actually the inventor of Gmail and a very early Google employee. Wait, Paul Bullshit? Buchit, B-U-C-H-E-I-T. <laughs> but he says that this generative AI trend, uh, chat GPT, large language models, they actually might be one of the major disruptive forces for Google. He says this, Google may be only a year or two away from total disruption. AI will eliminate the search engine result page, which is where they make most of their money. Even if they catch up on AI, they can't fully deploy it without destroying the most valuable part of their business. And I think that's quite interesting. Chat GPT, the window is simple. There's no ads, it's beautiful. You may need to pay for it in the future, but you ask it a question and you get a result within seconds. With Google search, you have to go digging and finding. So I think that there's a really interesting angle here. And I'll add one more aspect to this, which is just a development that happened this week, which is Microsoft are now looking to invest a sum of up to $10 billion into OpenAI, but also bring all of those AI tools, DAL-E2, GPT-3, and then ChatGPT, bring those tools into Microsoft Bing, their competitor search engine, but also Office products as well, like PowerPoint and Microsoft Word. So you can see OpenAI has played this incredible role of mainstreaming some of this AI technology, and but most importantly, make it usable. So a company like Microsoft can come in and embed that technology almost straight away. So I think Google, maybe, unless they've got something under the hat there where they're working on themselves, this could be a really significant change in how consumers get information about products. I think it's fascinating to think about not only the competitive landscape and being able to find a source of information that is using artificial intelligence, but also the disruption that it's going to happen in the economy. We're looking at people potentially losing work, designers, writers, there's a big pool of people who are creating all the content in the world that might be relatively obsolete in the relatively near future. And also, hey, everybody that works at Google, if that business goes down the drain, uh, it's not great for the economy. It's one of the biggest tech companies in the world. So while this technology is amazing and provides utility and value, the transition to it could be relatively painful. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Juan Mendoza, the author of the MarTech Weekly. If you'd like to get in touch with Juan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Juan Mendoza, but it's spelled J-U-4-N-M-E-N-D-0-Z-4. Or you could visit his website, which is themartechweekly.com. That's also our newsletter, themartechweekly.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. 
All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.